Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a deep time and filter with your girl every tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. One tea time and filter with your girl every tea. Hey, Tea Sippers. I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And I have my co-host with me, Emily, in the house. Hey, everyone. Girl, it is so much tea going on right now on Twitter. I swear, Twitter has been lit all day. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have Twitter, but I get on Instagram, so I see some of the mess. Right. And we've been talking about it on social media and the Telegraph. So one of the big things that's coming out today is that Cardi B was trending. Um, And one of the things that she is trending for is that basically she's going to be featured on the new um, Baby Shark show. But it's not just, you know, her culture. It's also Offset. It's going to be Cardi B, Offset, and Baby Culture. And she's going to be playing Sharky B. And so I'm going to show you guys a snippet of the video that Nick Jr. put out today. So I want you guys to go ahead and check this out. Yay, Sharky! I got here by doing things my own Sharky B way. Ooh. Every fish can do the Siri Swag. Do the Siri Swag, 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 Swag. Turn to the left, turn to the right. Now spin and do the Siri Swag. You got to come on tour sometime, okay? All right, so you guys just saw that snippet um, from the Nick Jr. um, video. And so it's causing a little bit of controversy because some people feel like there's no reason that Cardi B and Offset should be on Nick Jr. Offset raps about, you know, drugs. Cardi B, you know, she raps about WAP and stuff like that. So why is she doing a kid's show? Like, people are here for culture, you know what I'm saying, being a part of the show. But people on Twitter are definitely feeling the way, which I find very interesting because I don't recall people getting up in arms when Miss Like a Virgin and, you know what I'm saying, Touch for the very first time, Miss Madonna wrote a children's book. I don't recall outrage. I recall people buying the book. Yeah, there's definitely um, a lot of hypocrisy there because there's a lot of pop stars that have been on Sesame Street. And I want to say, hasn't Lady Gaga been featured on Nickelodeon at some point in time? Like, there's been Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. I mean, there's been so many people who's wrote stuff. I mean, I I know you can't really compare, like, a Taylor Swift and a Cardi B, but all of them have at some point in time... Uh, had, like, more adult content, you know, like, mm-hmm. aimed more toward adults than kids. Right. Lady Gaga um, appeared in episode 4,727, hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Because we know they've been on since the 70s. So she appeared on Sesame Street in 2018. Um, Katy Perry was on Sesame Street. So a lot of people who have been controversial have also done kid shows. So I don't really see, you know, much of the difference. Like, I get it. I get some parents feeling like, well, you know, she raps about this. She shouldn't be on a kid's show. 
But again, she's not the first to do it because you've had other big name celebrities who are, you know, saying about controversial stuff. Katy Perry was hollering how she kissed a girl and, you know, fake being a lesbian when she wasn't even a lesbian. And yeah, she was know, gay for pay. All right. You know what I'm saying? Gay for pay. And we saw her, you know, talking and having a good old funky time with Elmo. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I didn't ever have a problem when Lady Gaga or Katy Perry did it, but I, I, then again, that's why I wouldn't really care about Cardi. And I also find it very interesting, like, what's wrong with them showing a, a positive, not, not necessarily a positive, but uh, she has a kid. She has a family. Like, she's an entertainer. What's wrong with her showing that part of her life in a show? Yeah. And I think that's cool to show other facets, too, because, again, she's more than just a rapper and an entertainer, but she's also a mom. So I think this will probably bring a different, you know, look for her brand. So I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Now, on top of that, um, we also found out today that Invasion of Privacy, which was her first album, is also the first album in history where every single track has been certified platinum. Every song okay. on Invasion of Privacy. You know, I as far as that album goes, I listened to every single, like every song on that album was a bop. So that don't surprise me. But another thing too, thinking about back to the baby shark thing, I don't even know if it's just like, a, I'm sure, you know, Cardi gets a lot of hate. I think it is the fact that she's a rapper too. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder, I think it's the genre of music. I didn't even think about that till just now. Like, I, I know I ain't, you know, no shade to Iggy Azalea, but like if Iggy Azalea was to go on there with, uh, I don't know, pretend she was married and, mm -hmm. and her kid, I wonder if she would get the same backlash or if any other rap, I think that it is the fact that it's Cardi and it's a rapper. Right. You know, and at this point she just has to ignore, you know, whoever's talking and the tweets and stuff like that and just focus on the positives. You know what I'm saying? Put the show out there. I'm sure it's going to be a hit because everything she touches literally turns to gold, you know, including this new platinum certification that she just got. So she's definitely doing her thing. So that's why she was trending today. On top of that, at midnight, she's going to be dropping a new track with SZA and Summer Walker. So I can't know, wait. Yeah, I, can't, I love that song. Mm -hmm. I love I love everybody on that track, so I can't wait. That was one of my favorite songs on the album, so I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, a lot of people are waiting for that. And then on top of that, um, Big Lotto, she's also dropping her 777 album. You know, I'm really, I'm really feeling Lotto. I've been watching a lot of her interviews, and I think she has really grown as an artist. Just the way that she's handling the interviews, the way she's talking, the stuff that she's talked about. Like, I, I'm, I'm feeling Lotto. Yeah, I definitely do like her as well. Now, did you know that there's a ghostwriter who came out today and basically said that he's the one who wrote the song that Lotto did with Saucy Santana? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what song uh, you're talking about, too. What it, You think he's telling the truth? No, if you see this damn raggedy video, first of all, <laughs> when you see the video with him in the studio with Big Lotto and Saucy, Lotto's literally sitting there with a pen in hand, and you can see her writing. Dude is literally doing a selfie video. Like, he's never been around any celebrities. Like, he's never been in a studio. See, he was so worried about recording footage to prove that he knows the two of them that he wasn't looking at his contract. Because if you're going to be a ghostwriter, then that's what you are, a ghostwriter. Why did you not make sure that your credit with your ghostwriter name 
was listed somewhere on the, you know, on the album. But Lotto came out and she addressed the situation. And um, this is what she had to say. Anyways, Lotto had responded to him and basically she called him out and said, does he even look like a writer to you? Because the way he was behaving in the studio, he looked like a groupie. So she, oh. <laughs> yeah, she basically blasted him, you know, so I'm not buying it. I don't believe that he wrote for her. You know, we know that there's ghostwriters in the industry. We know that there's songwriters and people behind the scenes. But the way he was acting, he just looked like a groupie or, or a fan. Yeah, he wasn't acting like an established, you know, writer who's been in the industry for a while. It, he was acting like someone who had just been around someone famous or something. Exactly. And that's what people were blasting him about. So it's like, sir, we don't believe you, you need more people. So she right. basically cleared him and was like, yeah. my album is dropping at midnight. Yeah, a little controversy, I guess, uh, you know, that's usually a thing around the album, too. Not saying that she had anything to do with that, but you had made that point in a video before. Um, I think it was one of your deep dives, too, but how a lot of times with writing, people will be in the, the studio and they might just, you know, hum something and be like, oh, you should do this. And then they think they need some type of credit. Right, exactly. And that's the vibe I get from him is he feels like because he was there when they were making the song, because he's clearly there. He's in the video with the two of them. But did you really write a song or were you just humming the line or, you know, bobbing your head? And because you were there, you feel like you should get some type of credit. And then come to find out the song came out two years ago. So why are you just not saying something the day that her album is supposed to be released? Exactly. And uh, that one particular song, to, I mean, it, it was I thought it was a cute little song, but I mean. Like you said, that song's been out for quite a while. Of all times to pick, like he's clout chasing. Right. That's how I feel at this point. So now I want to go ahead and segue. We want to talk about the whole Jocelyn situation with Jocelyn's Cabaret Las Vegas. Now, when we had the last podcast together, um, that's when the girl Amber Ali had gotten, you know, beat up by Jocelyn and Ballistic. And remember, I was reading Jocelyn's struggle tweets. Her yes. struggle tweets. And yes, the finish him. Right. She was so proud. And I kicked her and I drop kicked her. And, you know, she was team Mortal Kombat, honey. She was team <laughs> fighter. But now all of a sudden she's changing her tune because it looks like Miss Amber Ali has connected with some lawyers. Now, remember, Jocelyn was saying that, oh, I can't be sued. They signed waivers and NDAs. We're not so fast. Just yeah, she's because, an idiot. Yeah, just because somebody signs a waiver does not mean that you have the right to assault them. That's still criminal. Yeah. So um, Amber took to her social media page, and this is what she wrote. She says, I'm so embarrassed, mortified, and depressed. I can't stop replaying the events in my head over and over. Ballistics should be arrested. He and Jocelyn attacked me in front of cameras, crew, production, and guests. This is wrong. I want justice. Please reach out to my attorneys with any questions. And then she added her attorneys. And this is the statement that her attorneys put out. Um, they wrote this on March 17th. So they said, we are very saddened by the events that occurred during the taping of Jocelyn's cabaret reunion show yesterday. The acts that occurred are horrific unacceptable and far removed from any notion of female empowerment. It is neither permissible or entertaining to be the subject of an intention of intentional acts of violence, irrespective of the gender or the perpetrator committing these acts. The network should ensure the safety and the security of its cast members 
which warrants the degree of care necessary to prevent serious bodily injury or harm. The extent of our client's injury and distress are to be taken very seriously, and we intend to vigorously address and advocate on her behalf. And then they wrote their lawyer's office info. So this is definitely picking up steam. And right now on social media, people are calling for Jocelyn's cabaret to be um, canceled and calling for Zeus Network to also be sued. Yeah, so, they should. Mm -hmm. So then Jocelyn released the statement the next day. And so this entire statement is just, it's comical, honey. So <laughs> this is I what wonder it's spelled right. Right. So Jocelyn says, we are deeply saddened by the accusations made against our family at Jocelyn's Cabaret Reunion. <laughs> <laughs> the energy what? is different, honey. Totally yeah. Different. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this is the same one that was talking about, ho, ho, bitch, bitch, I kicked you into last one. <laughs> right. I mean, within 24 hours, the energy just shifted. Completely. Okay. She goes on to say, we would like to thank our fans for their continued support. Jocelyn is a mother of a five-year-old girl and would never take any actions to jeopardize her family. They noted that one of the missions for this show is female empowerment, and that includes supporting women and not breaking them down. <laughs> While we support Zeus Network and its message in condemning bullying, unprovoked violence, and men attacking women, we strongly disagree with the correlation between these things and the events that took place that night. There's footage of the events and we are confident that our position is made obvious. We are denying any claims made against us. In this time when social media narratives easily get misconstrued, we believe our family's response is being silenced by the facilitated deletion of both Jocelyn's Instagram and Facebook accounts. Oh, good God. So I guess the only thing she has left is Twitter. So now she wrote that on the 18th or, you know, somebody, honey, from her. Yeah, I was about to say, she didn't write shit. You know, when she's saying a narrative's being spun or whatever, you're the one who put it that that out like it's not like someone's saying something about you and everybody's you know spinning this narrative you're the one who said i whooped that bitch's ass i kicked her into last week's episode or whatever she said right that's what doesn't make any sense like had the girl came out crying and said that she got beat up by jocelyn and ballistic okay well we would just be getting her side but that doesn't necessarily mean that it happened but Jocelyn right. really came on Twitter and was, you know, Billy Badass the same day. Yeah, I kicked you. Yeah, I did this and that. But then once the girl lawyers up, now it's, oh, me and my family, you know, we want to put out a statement. We would never do anything to hurt anyone. It's all about female empowerment. You know, with the soft, sweet voice and shit. Like, get the hell out oh, yeah. Yeah. So today's show sponsor is BET. Wednesdays on BET is your new family fun night. And Wednesdays at 10 o'clock on BET, the Miss Pat show is all new. Known for her bold, hilarious stand-up comedy and podcast, Miss Pat brings funny all season long with her critically acclaimed series. When she and her husband move their blended family from bustling Atlanta to the suburbs of Plainfield, Indiana, everyone has to make adjustments. But their unconditional love and Miss Pat's uncensored truth-telling remains the same wednesday nights at 10 miss pat keeps it fun while tackling tough issues with tough love held as refreshing by essence magazine this grown folks comedy has all the ingredients to become the newest primetime favorite the miss pat show is part of the fun family night 
all new on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. airing right after Tyler Perry's Assisted Living on BET. So make sure you check them out. There's nothing about female empowerment in that show, and which is crazy because that's, to me, that would have been a really great idea for a show. Like, I actually probably would have watched something like that. I mean, I know, like, you know, obviously trash TV sales, but I really think it would have been cool to get like a bunch of girls, like a bunch of badass pole dancers from the club, get them, you know, get them to talk more about what it's like working in the strip club, getting out of it. Like, I don't know. I just, I would have found that way more entertaining, but all they do is is fight. Like they all literally just beat the shit out of each other. And it's making me think of like the whole, uh, when she was talking about, oh, you can't sue didn't the Claremont twins sue Oxygen for Bad Girls Club? I think, I don't know if they won, but I know they definitely had a lawsuit because they apparently got in a fight and they were injured or something on set. And so they sued uh, Oxygen and the producers and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that they did that. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you had to be able to provide safety. And if somebody's getting beat to the point where their hair is getting pulled out their head and they're getting kicked in their ribs, I mean, that's pretty serious. You know, it's one thing to have like a girl tussle and somebody jumps in and breaks it up. But to the point where she was getting beat and jumped on, that's more than just a tussle. Yeah, like, I mean, now every every club's different, but that sounds worse than the strip club. Like, shit, you might as well just go back to the damn club, which they will be fighting in some clubs, don't get me wrong. But the fact that... um her boyfriend or fiance or whatever. And I think the reason Jocelyn originally was like, you know, going so hard on social media, I think she was trying to deflect and make it look like she was the one, you know, who put the beat down on her when it was really her man. The fact that he put her, his hands on her to the point where she had to go to the hospital, that is just disgusting and so unacceptable. And I feel like Zeus, they're trash for even allowing that to happen. Right. That's why when she went on that whole rant against Wendy Williams, I caught this out a year ago. Like, how dare you be mad because Wendy is not showing your show respect? What about your fucking show is female empowerment? All you do is talk down to these young girls and then you hate on them once they're able to build any type of fan base, like the one girl you were talking about. Yeah, Lexi. Yeah, Lexi Blow or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like you're jealous of her because she's able to accumulate her own fan base because these girls are like, you know, 10, 15 years younger than Jocelyn. So she thinks she can just talk to them and treat them like trash. But then in the same breath, you want respect from people like Wendy in the industry when your show is far from female empowerment. Yeah, and she gives me bully energy. Like Jocelyn, like we had talked about last time, she knows who she can you know, pick on, she knows who she can talk crazy to, and obviously, you know, there is kind of like more of a, a, not a power struggle, but she's more the more established person in this situation, Mm -hmm. so she, she can pick on these girls, and she picks on the ones that she knows aren't going to whoop her ass, and one of the, I think it was Lexi, um, was talking about how the security was like, I guess, distributed throughout the reunion and whoever like Jocelyn was cool with they had security you wouldn't be able to fight them you wouldn't be able to get nowhere near Jocelyn she was even saying that the security will hold you or maybe it was Amber who said that the security will hold you and let the other girls like hit you and shit but now if you're cool with Jocelyn you're all right but if you're like I guess on the side that wasn't 
cool with Jocelyn or whatever. They had no security. They had no protection, nothing. And all them girls would run up because another girl got jumped at the reunion too. Oh, wow. I don't think she got like beat up to the point where, uh, Amber, Amber? yeah, Mm -hmm. she didn't get beat up like that, but she did get jumped by a couple of girls. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And like you said, she definitely knows who to pick on because when Tommy from Love and Hip Hop was going after her, she didn't have that same energy. She caught the police on Tommy. Oh, when, yeah. Restraining order. Exactly. When Jessica Dine was, you know, Chanelica, you know, checking <laughs> her and coming for her ass, she didn't have that same energy for Jessica Dine. So she definitely knows, you know, this is a problem when you have somebody who's never had shit. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, First season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Stevie done found her in the strip club. She was crying. She didn't want to get sent back to the strip club. So when you ask somebody who's never really had anything, and now they've gained some semblance of power and fame, it goes to their head. And I think that's sad because she really could have took all of her struggles and the things that she went through in the strip club and been able to implement this in this show and really make it something more positive. Like, okay, we're not necessarily stripping and taking off our clothes, but we're going to make it about dance and the cabaret and that showgirl, you know, type of lifestyle, which is a little bit, you know, one step up from stripping, right? Yeah. It could have just been done a whole different way. And for her, it's just about, it's about Jocelyn and the girls are just props at this point. Yeah, they're all there just to kind of kiss her ass, and whoever kisses her ass the best is, it's not about who's the best dancer, or who's the most talented, or anything like that, because uh, Lexi, I believe she was on the last season, so that was another thing, she was starting to get more notoriety, people were getting more familiar with her, and people liked her, Um, I think she had the largest following, but she was, like, she is, like, a really good dancer, so she started, I guess, being jealous of her and that's another reason that she's not I guess wouldn't have been on the next season so are you really trying to empower these girls because it seems like the second that they are actually starting to make a name for themselves or get any type of like recognition she's like oh no you got to go and another thing with Jocelyn is when she was on Love and Hip Hop um, especially the first couple of seasons, mm-hmm. she was probably one of my favorite characters. Like she has a really funny personality. Like she's yeah, reality yeah. TV gold. Mm-hmm. She just has a really nasty side to her. And I don't know, you know, they say allegedly that they, you know, what what should be doing on the side or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not. But I don't know if maybe that's affecting her and making her, like, more angry, more mean. But she has a really nasty side to her, I've noticed, over the years. Right. And she needs to get that in check. Because if she could get that in check, I think she could have probably done really well for herself. Right. Well, as of, you know, a few hours ago, she took to Twitter because she's been gone ever since this controversy. And I guess her other pages are still deleted. But um, basically, somebody had tweeted her and they say, I want a refund if the show is canceled. So Jocelyn retweeted them and she says, cancel me. The lights are off in there. Then she goes on to say, um, tell IG to stop hating. Hashtag Jocelyn's Cabaret Las Vegas. Then she says, let's see, she's tweeting a lot of bullshit. Then she says, I've been playing on the whole ass network, how they plot on me. Then she says, VH1 went under and do every other network when they fuck with me. Then she says, it's going to take God to come down here and slow me down. I said it and I'm going to say it again. 
I didn't know that VH1 somehow slowed down. Yeah, I think VH, I think VH1 is doing just fine just without fine. her. <laughs> but exactly. there's just the arrogance. Like it's she's getting like, and I remember the uh, episode where they were high out of their damn mind, allegedly, and her and Stevie was you know fighting and all that. You know, she ran up on Mimi and Tammy and all them at the reunion, mm-hmm. and the majority of the cast was saying that. Um, they just like her head has just gotten so big. Like she really and Jocelyn's mind thinks that you know she's a, a mega world renowned global superstar. Yeah, and that does. That, that's not that's not the case. Which I'm not saying you know not trying to downplay her or down her because I think that you know I respect anyone who can come up out of the club and make a name for themselves and make money and you know be able to provide a. Uh, a life for their family and stuff. So I'm not hating on that aspect, but she's got to humble herself because, girl, you, <laughs> it, it's it's just Jocelyn's cabaret. Zeus Network will be fine without you, just like VH1 has. Right. Well, now she's saying that basically, um, she says, I have another show coming out in a new network, Epic Fucking City, Let's Go. Then she says, I'm going to make other networks rich and famous. It's only fair, baby, three years and we done. So supposedly some other network is going to pick it up. Um, But again, there's more things that she's been able to get away with because it was on Zeus. One, it's a paid um, paid subscription. Not many people are watching it. So they can get away with a bit more ratchetness and a bit much foul shit. But if she's thinking about putting this type of show on a major network like a VH1, an MTV, you know, a own, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. No, absolutely not. That's why, like you said, they she's been able to get away with a lot more because it is Zeus Network, MTV, and the, the like that huge conglomerate. There are not about that's a liability. That's a mm-hmm. lawsuit. Exactly what's happening with Zeus Network, and I'm kind of side eyeing Zeus Network. Like, how are you allowing stuff like this to happen? Because it doesn't seem to just be uh, Jocelyn's cabaret that there's fighting. I mean, like every show they have, it's just fighting non-stop Isn't there a new one with a bunch of gay guys called bad oh, boys and they're like boys. freaking chairs at each other and just beating each jonathan because jo- i i love jonathan but every i saw the trailer and i saw the 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 clip with him and the chair mm-hmm. and the whole trailer was just them fighting but i don't know if that was john jonathan was wearing people out throughout that whole trailer i was like damn i would like he was literally whooping ass but one dude literally got knocked across the floor and then you know dude was pouncing on him like it looked like a you know when someone goes bowling the way that that dude just like slid across the floor so i'm like that these are you know grown men fighting yeah these are like people like in their late 30s and 40s i'm like what is this y'all are not 19 to 25 like like you know is this like the best i think jonathan jonathan's 23 but the rest of i don't really know the rest of them milan christopher a lot of them are a lot older and i just don't get it yeah he's bald ain't he yeah why do y'all want to show this side okay y'all finally get a house with a bunch of gay guys i'm not saying they all have to be positive and sunshine and daisies but they're literally beating each other's ass is what they're doing on this show. Right. And Jonathan, of all people, I mean, like, I, I felt like he really didn't have to do that. Like, he was doing, you know, the hair, like, the whole hair thing and was really well known. I mean, he was doing, like, major celebrities. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know why he he did that. But, I mean, it, it just, they were whooping ass. That, yeah. that seems like the majority, like, the plot line 
for almost every show on Zeus, or at least the ones that I've heard about. Um, and it also seems like everybody from at some point in time from a show like comes out and there's a, you know a problem like Zeus didn't pay him or uh, no no it was uh, what's her name Tokyo Tony came out and said there was issues. Uh, with the contracts and stuff like that, and then paying her, and then the girls from the cabaret were saying they really didn't get paid like that. So it just seems like at some point in time, everybody. Oh, Andrew Caldwell, that's who it was. He was having issues from the whole um, Bad Boys LA or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it was something where he was disagreeing with the network, the producers. Like apparently, just a lot of shady, unprofessional stuff goes on amongst this network. So it kind of has me side on them, right? Because remember, even when Black China had had all her friends when she had the Black China show, none of those people were paid. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember, they were all blasting Zeus and blasting Black China because they all did it, think it was going to help their brand, and it just—I mean, we haven't seen these people since Treasure and all them. They just oh yeah, fallen out since then. But none of them were paid for all that foolishness that was recorded. Yeah, there was there ever a season two? No. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't heard from much from Black China either. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was no season two after that. The whole thing was a mess. Now, so let's go ahead and segue into all this stuff that's going on with Ari. So Ari Fletcher, um, once again, it's being noted that her and Moneybag Yo have broken up. So they're saying that basically, you know, we all know they've been together for over two years and counting. Um, But it seems like the so-called cheerful couple, honey, have called it quits because um, neither one of them are following each other. And, you know, that's a big thing on on Instagram. Yeah. Couples who are lovey-dovey at once upon a time unfollow each other. And also um, Jada Wada, her and little baby, they also broke up recently as well. So a lot of people are speculating because, again, this is not the first time we've heard about Ari and Moneybag Yo breaking up. But this time it seems to be going on a lot longer. And she also took to social media to basically post um, a few things. So she took to social media and she basically posted a video of this man just breaking down crying. So I'm going to go ahead and play that for you guys right now. You want to know what one of the worst pains you can experience is? <laughs> Getting hurt by someone you've told and explained your pain to. Getting hurt by someone who knows your past and knows how broken and how vulnerable you are. Okay. So that was one of the songs that she played. And then um, people were just talking and they're like, okay, so Ari and Moneybag must have broke up. Um, You know, this is a sign that they're not together. So then that's when people went to go Google where they following each other and they weren't. Now, again, with this generation, what always bothers me is when I see tweets like this. Jada and the baby, um, you know, I was hurt when they broke up. But if we lose Aria Moneybag, yo, I'm done with love. Oh, why come the fuck on. <laughs> why is your love predicated on people you don't know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, we'll just, okay, one, I'm, I'm definitely not going to really 
care about Ari and Moneybag. Um, but we'll just say it is like a, a couple that, you know, I can't even think anybody off the top of my head, but a couple that's been together for a really long time. And, you know, they seem like a really loving, perfect couple or whatever. Like even then. Veda. Yeah, which, I mean, hell, come to find out, they got a hell of a relationship. But even with that, like, I mean, like you said, it's one, it's it's people you don't know. It's all fake. Everything that they post is, I mean, not saying all fake, but a lot of it is smoke and mirrors, like you've talked about mm -hmm. several times. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Allegedly, they be saying around here that Moneybag got a bunch of girls. So, I don't know, but that's just the word on the curb, so... <laughs> I, I, you know, I, years. Yes, yes, and that that's just kind of a, a known thing around here. But you know, as far as their relationship goes, I don't know. I kind of, and I understand breakups are hard, but I kind of have a hard time feeling sorry for Ari after how nasty she acted about the whole domestic violence thing. And she's like, "Try to stop trying to do a thing. Like, mm -hmm. stop trying to do a thing." So I, it's like, girl, nobody feels bad for you. Not after the way that you've like showed your ass and just act. She's just kind of a bitch. Like, she's just been acted really nasty, and she talks to her followers crazy. So, I don't really, I have I have a hard time feeling bad for her, I guess. Yeah, I, for me personally, I could care less if they're together or not together. It makes me no difference. But what I do find very interesting is this, T. Now, I remember a few months ago, honey, this was like back in, I believe, January. You know, she was so loud and proud. She was saying that she's strongly considering getting a girlfriend while also dating Moneybag Yo. So she was bragging about that with Angela Yee. So let's go ahead and listen to that real quick. I had sex with a woman before a man. Like, I'm really, I'm really into girls. Like, mm -hmm. on my own. Like, I don't have threesomes, like, because that's what he want to do. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I really like women. Like, I'm into women. Mm -hmm. So you're so, bisexual? Yeah. I dated, like, I've been in a real relationship with a girl for three years. Like, mm -hmm. I've had sex with numerous women. Well, why did you and your girlfriend break up? Um... That shit, that shit just get toxic. It was real tough fighting, going to the hospital. Gigi always used to say she wanted to um, get married and have a girlfriend too. I did like at one point. Yeah. I changed my mind. Really? Wow. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm strongly considering. Yeah. I, I want to be a girlfriend and she's my girlfriend and just fun for him. I don't yeah, want that's how I him to like her for real unless I want it. Child. So when that went viral on social media, I mean, a lot of folks were going in on her. I'm going to read some of the comments. Uh, folks were saying, don't be like T.I. and Tiny. Yeah, that's um, what it's given. Exactly. Somebody else was saying, don't be mad when he tries to sample that again without you. Somebody else was saying, Lord, where are all the good men at? Women can't be okay with this for real. Somebody else says, speak for yourself. She is very much secure and bag doesn't give her trust issues. If you into girls and your relationship is good, be free and happy, LOL. And then somebody replied back to that person and said, how much is Ari paying you to tweet that? <laughs> oh, oh, damn. <laughs> 
So I remember that conversation a few months ago. It was a mess. And I just sipped tea and, you know, rolled my eyes and kept it moving. So now I'm thinking back to that conversation. Now that it's coming out that he's broke, you know, they're breaking up and, you know, she's posting these sad memes. And, you know, here we go. Here we go again. Uh, did Moneybag Yo leave with your girlfriend? Is he now just, did he just fuck around and just take the sample for himself? Like what happened? Now that would be some tea. <laughs> I feel like she, well, I don't know. I wonder if she would tell. Like, she would admit it. She probably wouldn't. No. If I was her, I wouldn't. But um, that is a very interesting conversation, what she was talking about. But I I just don't know in any situation where something like that has ever worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. It's like this whole fantasy that people portray and especially like celebrities and in movies you know like even i remember her tweeting this on social media she was saying a lot of y'all bitches is getting fucked this year i'm not gonna lie hide your hoe because me and my nigga on that so, oh you know, yeah that's what she was tweeting back <laughs> okay, on second. you not keep receipts so i just find it very interesting that people think just being super freaky deaky with their man and just in you know inviting any and everyone into the bedroom and me and my man are gonna just you know bust on this chick and bust on that chick in the words of tiana taylor and iman Shumpert, <sighs> you know a lot of that can come back to bite because you might think that it's just a good time for your man but your, you know, soul ties is real. Now your man is feeling the so-called side chick or the side chick is coming in plotting. Like, I'm eventually going to take your man. Yeah. And it, the way that she was talking about it was almost like in a relationship perspective. Like she mm -hmm. wanted her a whole girlfriend. So I don't see how and, and like she would have two separate relationships, I guess. So I don't see how if you're really in a relationship like that and you're spending time with this person and you're exchanging energy and emotions and things like that, how that wouldn't get entangled between the dude, between your boyfriend and your girlfriend. Like eventually it would just become like one big triangle. Yeah. It would be polyamory. At least with yeah. polyamory, I can respect that because everybody's being open and honest and upfront, but to think that you can have a full fledged relationship with this person and this other person and that, third wheel, which would be the man is supposed to be okay with that. If you're carrying on a full-fledged relationship with this woman, you think he's not going to go ahead and carry on a full-fledged relationship exactly. with somebody else? And I always find it very interesting that when it's with the f another female, it's so normalized. But would anybody be praising this if she wanted to carry on a full-fledged relationship with another man and still keep her man? Yeah, or if it was roles reversed and mm -hmm. you know the guy wanted to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend you know do you think she would be okay oh, with that right or even if he wanted to have a full-fledged relationship with the girlfriend right so right he's saying she wants to have a full-fledged relationship so could he do the same thing and she'd be okay with it i highly doubt that so that's the thing don't put out you know bullshit feelers and 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 try and go viral and you know get the streets talking if you're not really about that life because yeah. it seemed like it sounded good on lip service, but something definitely happened. Yeah, and I think that that's a thing that she does a lot, which I'm not, like, hating on her or anything like that. But um, even though it probably sounds like it. Um, but it seems like a lot of times when she does any type of interview, she just says crazy shit to try to go viral. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what do you really mean? Is that, like, really how you feel? Is that really, like, who you are? Just like I said, the whole domestic thing that 
you know, was a really fucked up, all that stuff that she had said um, previously. Like, is that really what you think? Is that really how you feel? Or are you just saying that because you're just trying to, like, have a moment? Right. But, you know, sadly, I think that's what she really meant, is that she feels like a guy doesn't love you unless he pulls a gun out on you and checks you, like, where you think you're going and this and that. You know, some people get off on that toxic relationship where they feel like, you know, unless a guy's putting hands on them, he doesn't really care about them. It's twisted, but I know girls like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm even, like, uh, say, Maddie in Euphoria. You know how she she loved to fight. She would talk about, oh, I love the fighting. I don't think I could be in a relationship where it's so sweet and there's no darkness, but then she's really seeing the darkness. She's getting a gun pulled on her. She's getting, you know, hands put on her, and it, it, there's a lot of people that are like that. It's, like, just simple, normal, quote-unquote normal, I guess, just doesn't do it for them. You know, they need that drama. They need that chaos. Right. And that's exactly what it seems like at this point is that it is just like a bunch of chaos and, you know, maybe they'll get back together next month or maybe they're completely done with each other. You know, who knows? But that's why I just don't take social media relationships that seriously. I think if people spent more energy, you know, focusing that energy and time into their own relationships, they'd be a lot happier. If your whole idea of what relationships goals are, are people like Ari or I don't even care if it's Will and Jada, you need to reevaluate. Like you need to put that energy into your own relationship because them breaking up should not make you that distraught. You're not the third wheel. No, no, absolutely. You're not the girlfriend unless you really were. And, (laughs) but yeah, it, it definitely, um, is interesting because it makes me wonder because you know I feel like oh I'm old and out of the loop and I'm learning so much about just social media in general you know I've always heard and you've always talked about how everything is smoke and mirrors so you know you kind of go into that thinking okay a lot of this is fake but I guess you don't I didn't know the details of how much of this stuff is really not their life and a lot of people think that these relationships are really what they appear that it's just you know very glamorous constant jewelry and money and gifts and it's just all happy when that that's not the case like they're just posting the highlights and a lot of these highlights aren't even real either right i mean and you also have to think about it like this too that sometimes it's a branding thing so sometimes the managers will be like well you know i got this hot rapper he's single well i got this hot ig girl she's up and coming she has a big fan base and they'll put people together. Because remember when Moneybag Yo first came out, he was with Meg The Stallion. Yeah. And no one gave a shit about their relationship like that. Everybody no. Like, mm, whatever. You know, yeah, I mean, like, dragging, nobody cared. They was dragging uh, Megan for even fooling with him. Yeah, because he had all these baby mothers and everything else. And remember after G Herbo, she was with Geronta, the boxer. And that lasted but so long. But for some reason, when she got with Moneybag Yo, it just worked. You know, he was able to put her in her music, in his music videos and and stuff like that. So for some reason, that connection worked with the public and with their fandoms. But sometimes it's a bust. Like when it was him and Megan, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, because I feel like uh, as far as social media is concerned and stuff, a lot of people like Jada and Little Baby. They like that relationship, but it it always seems like they are constantly on again, off again. They break up a lot. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they have a child together, so it's not like they're going to, you know, not be with each other anymore. 
But yeah, it's always like little babies dating this person, and then all of a sudden him and Jada get back together. Which yeah, I, I think really interesting. Yeah, I think that you know, which I don't know because it's all smoke and mirrors. But I think that there is probably genuine love in that relationship, especially since they do have um, a child together. And Jada mm-hmm. doesn't really, she's not as problematic as Ari either, I would say. She seems to no. be, for the most part, pretty quiet, minds her business, makes her money, keeps it pushing. Um, but, yeah, the the Ari and the money bag thing, I could definitely see of, like, a, what do they call them, a publicity, um, an industry relationship. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that as well. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out, to see if they end up getting back together. Or, you know, even if some tea ends up spilling that maybe, you know, she did get a girlfriend and, you know, he dipped off with the girlfriend. Who knows? Maybe someone's pregnant. Yeah, things be happening in August. <laughs> yeah. You, could go you never with know. The best intentions, like we're just gonna smash and bust down, and then that person gets pregnant. It's a whole another situation, right there. No, they said I am keeping the baby and I'm securing the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's gonna be very interesting. So, thank you so much, Emily, for joining me. This has been a really good discussion. Lots no problem. of topics. I know everything's getting ready to drop in about two hours here. So I can't wait for like all this new music to drop today. But Tea Sippers, thank you guys once again for tuning in to Tea Time Unfiltered. And we will talk to you guys later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.